0: All this time, partner. Everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz gonna be here. Papa Fritz is here.
1: And We are back. We're back looking at episode 86 from August 20th in 1983, and I'm joined, of course, with by Kelly Nelson and Johnny Saro. Kelly, how you doing, man? Doing good, brother. Great to be back. Good, 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 and good. Johnny, how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great, and I'm going to give everyone all our listeners an update. As we all know, I'm coaching Little League again this year. Our kids have been playing, and uh, they've been doing great. I just have to brag to the world. Last game. My nephew's at bat, uh, kid's on second and third. He rips one up the right field line all the way into the outfield, and he just starts pumping it and forces a triple and forced I everyone home why. and forced a triple before the ball got back into the infield. Because it's, it's the little kids, as soon as the ball enters the infield, play is dead.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so in, at that time, he forced a triple all the way, and I couldn't be prouder. <laughs> So awesome. again, it, it's a great bunch of kids it's all I mean it's still like hurting cats but they at least all want to play baseball so we've been having a lot of fun
1: that was ex- as exciting as Casey at Batman that's awesome yeah, um, he, he's hes
0: he struck out
1: <laughs> that's right that is true. Um, yeah, so we're back to, you know, back to work, working at world class here, and we have a we have an also a tacked on match at the end uh featuring iceman King Parsons versus buddy Roberts, and a two out of three uh, falls match from the fort Worth television uh and so it's just give you give you guys a little feel of something a little different than just the uh stuff you can follow along on the network with uh but we open up with iceman parsons versus Michael Hayes, which is Kidding, right, right. From April first, nineteen eighty three, and it's a match we've uh, we've already uh, already reviewed. So uh, we'll, I guess, we'll just throw that on the wood pile. Um, <laughs> you know what else is on the wood pile? Bill Mercer's
0: mustache.
1: Yes, yes. I thought it was his pronunciations
2: of Boris Zukov. <laughs> well, well, no, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch of. Classic Bill to come, but yes, he's (laughs) clean-shaven like a a baby boy.
1: Uh Mm. Somebody should go out there and uh, create a loop of all his mispronunciations of uh, (laughs) (laughs) Zukov. I mean, it it could be ten minutes long. It's just insane.
0: Uh, Which is funny, I have ten minutes of material on it.
1: Hey, there we go. There we go. But after the match, we segue into some missed out footage of Kamala slamming Andre. Uh And, of course, they're teasing Brody and Kamala uh, in this segment. I, I really liked what they did. I liked, like, the world-building they did here. Um, and it, it was really neat. And, and I thought it was a really cool way. Uh, and, of course, you're using Andre, the biggest giant, along one of the biggest stars in wrestling. And you're showing Kamala slamming him. So then you're like, whoa, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I don't know if he's able to slam Andre. What's he going to do the Bruiser? Uh, really interesting stuff. What, what do you take on this, Johnny? Well, number one, it's it was like a segment
0: they're doing that I guess they never do again because the, when they go to commercial, it says, Next up, the land of the Giants. And it's Bill's behind the desk, and he goes, Welcome back to world-class championship wrestling, the land of the Giants. Like Kamala, Andre, and Bruiser Brody. And then, of course, the, the Watts footage in uh, – Yes, I like the world building too. But uh, then he gets in this line because he's talking about the history of the feud. And he made me my favorite line I've ever heard uh, anyone ever say. He goes, and then along came Rock Riddle. (laughs) (laughs) Along came Rock Riddle. And and they get to the end of it and he says – Well, we anticipate more battles here in the Land of the Giants on WCCW. See you next time. I was like, I think this is the only time they've done this segment, the Land of the Giants segment. It was good, but it was like kind of a one-off. Yeah, exactly.
2: What do you think of this, Kelly? (laughs) Well, I actually, because we'd seen the Hayes-Iceman match before, I skipped ahead, and I guess I skipped ahead too far, because the next thing I got was (laughs) Iceman against good old Bill Rathke.
1: Okay. I thought it was kind of weird.
2: And you did this? You yeah. fucking rook?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I thought it was weird they were going with back to back Iceman matches. but uh, so, Okay. So, yeah, but no, I mean, showing Kamala slam Andre, that's yeah, that's a great way to build him up for a big match. Because even then, I mean, we know Andre was slammed by a lot more guys than they would later claim. Well, especially the WWF would claim he had never been slammed before Hogan. But it's still well, a it, cool way to build him up.
0: And it's also a nice little bit of uh, a promotional uh, the hoodwinking here. Going, here in world class, we've got giants like Kamala and Brody and Andre. Yeah, technically sure. Andre pops in once a year. Yeah. <laughs> the way he's making it sound like you know, we, he's here. Which I like. I appreciate that little bit
1: of tomfoolery by a promoter. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, what do you think
2: of Iceman and Bill Rathke? Uh, they're a uh, uh, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my first note is Rath Rathkey's still around. LOL, I I totally <laughs> forgot about him. Um, did he have his sweet hat on before no. the match? I missed. No, see, he's he's lost that. He's lost Hussein as his manager. He's down. Yeah, Hussein uh,
1: probably stole the hat to go to the Middle Atlantic. <laughs> <with.
2: laughs> it's like the Baron back on on Titans, losing the cape and (laughs) slowly (laughs) getting stripped down of anything that made him interesting. Um, Yeah, so this wasn't much. It was a squash, of course. Mercer brings up the Iceman has completed the first part of his troika. 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 (laughs) Troika. And then he gets distracted and sidetracked and doesn't go back to it for a while. So the first part of the troika was taking the hair of Buddy Roberts. And then, uh-huh. then, I was like, okay, what are the other two parts? Is he gonna come back to this, or is he, It would have been typical Mercer just to not bring it up again. But he does a few minutes later. The other two, of course, getting the hair of Hayes and then Gordy to make it a troika.
0: Um, a troika.
2: Is that the it, right term? Is,
0: uh, probably not, but because uh, he says call it, call it the again later. The I, would
2: tell you I the truth. think that's yeah. probably what he. Wanted or trilogy or something else? Yeah, he, he's, maybe, he's, uh,
1: still, maybe he's practicing Zukov in the back and and got his Russian like, term. Uh, yeah, uh, it's,
0: right. It's Russian a Russian
2: term. term for like a group of three <laughs> officials, government <laughs> officials. I think um,
0: he's the worst because he, it, 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 it is this is why this sucks. If he's saying Iceman has goals, he's going to get the hair of Hayes and Gordy. Those are his goals. Then you're setting him up for goals he's never going to do because yeah. that. That's not re- I mean, he's threatened it with haze and everything, but they've sort of dropped it a little. And he keeps saying, "He's like, well, that, that's what Iceman has to do is get that hair of those last two guys, and it never happens." So he's he's terrible. <laughs> so yeah,
2: but but finish off, finishes off Rasky squash match. Yeah, you know, basic squash. How do you have... What
1: about Johnny? Anything you want to add to
0: it? uh, Just that I was cr- trying to come up with the... you mentioned the Baron, All I, when I see Rathke, I'm just like... Oh, so I just like, call him Baron Von Rathke. Like, you know, <laughs> you that, 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 that's how Vern Gagne pronounced Baron Von Rathke. <laughs> Baron Von Rathke. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh boy, Rathke stinks. Iceman slaps the shit out of him. Well, that one chop he hits Rathke with, right in the chest... Boom, it echoed in my earbuds, man. Yeah, Iceman's got some stiff chops.
1: Ice yeah, Ice throws some big hands. He doesn't yeah. yeah, he goes big on those palms. Oh yeah. And Mercer,
0: the only other thing, Mercer says this after Iceman uh, hits him with a left hand, he goes, That's a hullabaloo of a left hand, wouldn't you say? I was like, no, I wouldn't say
1: Nobody would say that.
0: Nobody <laughs> would say that
1: at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mercy. And then that transitions us into uh, a Kevin von Erich uh, promo. What you make of this, John?
0: It was good. It was just quick. It was Kevin with the six man trophy. And he's just uh so he's like you know, this is what we all worked hard for, you know, this stands for everything, and it makes sense because he's like, Okay, it's the three of us and, you know, so it's natural that they have the six man uh trophy or title. You know, and it was quick and to the point, I liked it. And then Hayes with his uh Atlanta Braves baseball cap, just just placed, just <laughs> ever so, just on the top of his coiffed hair. It's not it's like the hat's not on his head. It's just placed on so not to mess up one hair on his beautiful head. <laughs> it was hilarious looking. And he 's all calm he 's doing the calm stuff, talking about how you know, they 've been in a slump, you know, but it 's up to us, just like the Atlanta Braves. you know, maybe they're going to come back and win, and you 're going to see because we have to win this match that 's coming up, so I always like it when the angry heels talk calmly, you know everyone knows i 'm a big fan of that when Flair does it, when Hayes does it, you know yeah. just or oomph.
1: it's kind of like that um oh god, uh, i 'm trying to think of that movie. Uh, with Nick Nolte, and, um, uh, and they, it was a remake of the one with De Niro. Oh, no, De Niro Cape was in Fear? this one. Um, Cape Fear. Yeah, uh, it has a very Cape Fear-esque type of vibe to the promo, you know? Um, I, thought you, you gonna say, you I just...
0: thought you were going to say the Prince of Tides, and I didn't know where you were going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, that eerie calmness, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, well, you know he's a psycho. Uh, what, what about you, Kelly? What do you think of these promos?
2: Uh, yeah, they were fine. I just want to talk about Hayes and, and the Atlanta Braves of 1983 for a moment. <laughs> um, you know, we've talked about baseball before. The uh, WCCW was the last place team in 1982 and all that. And, um, you know, we're not like Peter Winston on Greetings from Allentown. Lots of baseball references there. But I do know my baseball history. And seeing Hayes with the cap on, you know, I, and then he brings up, he says um, – we're going to win the title just like the Braves may win a title in October or something like that. And so I was interested. I was thinking, oh, how did the Braves do in 1983? Because I know in 1982 they won the NL West. They had a very good team. Uh, Joe Torre was the, the head coach or the manager. And um, they had, of course, Dale Murphy, Bob Horner on the team. Phil Necro was pitching. Watson was the first baseman? Uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, I wasn't I think watching Bruce Benedict yet. might have been the catcher. Yeah, there you go. See, Pete's got the lineup here. Um, but in 83, they were also good, and they ended up in second place three games out. But at this very moment in August, early August 1983, they had a six-and-a-half game lead in the division. So they pretty much collapsed right after this promo. So you could say Michael Hayes jinxed the Atlanta Braves of 1983. <laughs> Right here. Because, yeah, if you look at the, the results, uh, the schedule, right after this, they, they go in a slump, and then they lose first place and end up finishing in second. So And they were basically a last-place team for the rest of the decade, actually. I uh, said Bob Watson first. I meant Chris Chambliss anyway. Oh, really yeah, it. Chambliss. So, yeah, he was pokey. on the team. That's yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, the, if you want to uh, look for the reasons why the Braves went in the tank in the 80s, it, it all ties back to this promo on. W C W wrestling where Hayes uh basically um uh, jinxed him by saying they may win a title in October. That's too bad.
0: Ted Turner never forgave him. That's why he stuck him in Garvin with that <laughs> shitty gimmick uh, <laughs> all those years later.
1: And then we go into a Jimmy Garvin segment uh <laughs> where he's with Mercer. And I thought this is by far the prettiest sunshine as looked. This was a that was like that. That's the old Ric Flair uh, sweater talk uh, uh-huh. we had going on with uh, with Sunshine here. She looked absolutely okay. hot. Okay, uh, Sun- Sunshine.
0: Sunshine was in her best Chrissy from Three's Company ensemble. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> right here. And I fully thought as soon as I saw Kelly's watching this, sans pants. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, Kelly's yeah. going, You knocked on my
2: door. There was a few. I mean, it was. For you. Watching this footage this morning, there was plenty of uh, sunshine um, uh, opportunities, <laughs> as we'll uh, as we'll discuss. So yes, it was it was tough, difficult to keep going just cr- just just crusty socks all
0: over the room. <laughs>
1: Uh, American pie Jim's dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What, uh, what, what, do you, what else do you make of it besides Sunshine, uh, uh, John?
0: Well, number one, is this Akbar's office? Do they all share the, the same office for this? is kite- so, so probably Fritz's
1: real office. I was going to say, uh-huh. it was, yeah, I think it was Fritz's real because office. The uh, yeah, cause all these like I was at the uh, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame and and it also looks a lot like the reenactment of Pop Bosch's, uh office booking office that they have there. So, well, I, I,
0: well, um, well if it's Fritz's, I would I would explain. I guess the wooden fish on the bookcase. It's like, is that some sort of evangelical shit? That's, why is there a wooden fish? But. I loved this. I thought this was great. Number one, it was hilarious, because he's like, I called a press conference, and the only press that showed up was Bill Mercer. Yes. (laughs) But he calls Garvin, he goes, he's colorful, personable, and extremely controversial. And what else here? Oh, yeah, see, because Jimmy Garvin... He started when he got to the territory. He's ahead of the curve, you know, with technology because he was videotaping his uh, opponents. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> he's ahead of Alexander York. He's doing computer analysis of all of his opponents and how to beat them. And I'm loving this stuff. And he's going back and forth. And he's doing that great Jimmy Garvin. He doesn't get angry. He's always smiling. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know, look. If he's bullshitting your right to your face. But he's got a smile while he's doing it. He's, he's like, a
1: used car salesman, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey. And uh, he's talking about the conspiracy. Uh, Bill brings up Sunshine, pulls his, uh, David's foot, and he does the great, hey, 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 let's not go there. Let's not go there. Bill. He was trying to kick her in the face. You know, okay. Just, <laughs> <laughs> and, died. and it gets into college football here and there, back and forth about what this team's doing and that team's doing. And Bill knows what he's talking about. And I just love this. Of all these great uh, Bill Mercer, you know, uh, segments, you know, away from the ring that we talk about how much we love them. This, this was one of my favorite ones. Oh, no, the phone rings. In the middle of it, the phone rings, and Sunshine has to answer the phone in her white little sweater. And she goes, it's it's L.A. Tell him I'll call them back. I loved it. Because yeah. Hollywood's on the line, and he's telling him, I'll call them back. Or they can call me back. I'm talking to Bill Mercer. Uh, this, this was great stuff. I loved it.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and here it actually – I think the way Sunshine's presented here, we start hearing her get a lot more cheers now at the arena – and it's like her babyface come up. Her babyface time is about to start coming forward pretty soon. Um, and she's now she can kind of do no wrong to the crowd, even when she does bad things. The the crowd's now falling in love with her, um, which is really interesting. Uh, Kelly, what do you think of the segment?
2: Yeah, this is great stuff. Um, Mercer, this is the good Bill Mercer. This is what he just should be doing. They should hire someone else to the commentary for Christ's sakes but uh, yeah no he's great during doing these as like the investigative journalist and all that um, and yeah Garvin like Johnny said he's great smiling through the whole thing Mercer's contradicting all his boasts and uh, he's got an answer for everything the big announcement I guess is that he's Garvin's planning on defending the American title every week. That was the reason for this conference, news conference. (laughs) And, yes, sunshine looking so, so fine in that uh, light gray colored outfit is how I wrote it down. Uh, Interesting color, but very, very nice. And there's a Rubik's Cube on the desk (laughs) also. I I didn't notice that. (laughs) 1980s clock. There's 1983 right there. Um,
1: That's sad. That was the, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Everybody
1: (laughs) had it's a super fat.
0: Jesus Jesus Fish and Rubik's Cubes. That's the <laughs> 80s boys. Jesus
1: Fish, Rubik's Cube, and that ball with the Velcro on it where you can throw it at <laughs> people. Yeah. yeah, a great segment. And you know, this is you know, Jimmy Garvin was a top guy truly here. I really haven't seen his Florida stuff. He was a top guy in the AWA. At times he had his runs in in, in the NWA Crockett area but I never really felt he was the top guy. Uh, but man here, he seems so important. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this, you know, his this character can translate into a lot of other different territories. It's almost shocking that he didn't get other runs and other bigger runs in other territories. Cause he, his work is there. He's a promo's there. Him and sunshine are incredible together. Uh, yeah, it seems like he could easily be working on top in a lot of different areas. Um, it just—it's just amazing. I would have loved to see, like, like you know, him and him going up north uh, when Savage was a baby, and him and him and well, him and well, what's yeah. her name, Precious, Precious, and a Savage Elizabeth type of thing going would have been really uh, pretty interesting. Because Garvin, man, he's shown here—he can handle his side on the stick, he can handle on the work, and he's one of those guys who—I'm glad he got in his just take by getting into the wwe hall of fame and stuff but he's a guy who truly is one of them man what ifs as in he
2: really could have been another he could have been a bigger figure in wrestling if promoters saw it differently you know well it's interesting because when he was younger in the 70s he was there were like it was a garvin family group right yeah um, him terry garvin and ron garvin as heels all bleach blonde And then in the 80s, Terry Garvin's, you know, he's a significant backstage guy in the WWF, so I wonder why, if he had that connection, he didn't go up north, or maybe there was a falling out and he didn't want to go north. Well,
1: I think he would have the Pat Patterson uh, connection, too, like Ron Garvin had with Pat, um... Yeah, perhaps. Uh, also, which didn't translate, and I mean, they did. They were huge in the in the Quebec, Cuba- oh, in the Quebec, yep, in yep.
2: the Quebec um, yep. Montreal. Great
1: stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, the,
0: the, 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 the actual family dynamics of what that all was is very much different than actual brothers. And right. really, I mean, really. <laughs> Hey, Terry Garvin recommended me. I don't think that's going very well. He, he's, it's not a great reputation to be t- t- attaching yourself to. Well, in the think, 80s, though, before
2: the scandal mm, and all that, I think it was
0: all right. I think everybody, everybody knew.
2: I, I think Garvin,
0: because you figure he goes from here to the AWA where he's on top with Martel, and then right to Crockett while Crockett is on fire. And I guess maybe he's one of those guys, and then t- Turner buys it, and he's happy staying in the South, you know, getting money from Turner.
2: Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He made good money everywhere he went. the AWA was doing well. Still, when he was there, so that wasn't a bad choice. I don't think going there in eighty four,
0: eighty five. He was there right in time for Pro Wrestling USA and that yeah. bit of a boom. And then he goes right to Crockett in time for the boom of yeah. yeah, eighty six, eighty seven. That lasted for a few years until yeah. you know the, the the buyout. True. Yeah, put
1: that way, John. Um. Then we get Boris Zukov versus Mike Reed. And I, just before I pass this over to you, Kelly, just want to an interesting note. They did the big write-off angle on Private Jim Nelson on Mid-Atlantic TV oh, yeah. on uh, May 21st, 1983, where the Briscoes take him out uh, when he was up there standing up for uh, Steamboat and Youngblood when uh, the Briscoes try to break Steamboat's leg. And Uh, they played up that you never see uh, Private Nelson ever in wrestling again, and you know, essentially, we never really did uh, because he took off with
2: the the Boris Zukov character. Uh, What you make of this, man? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, it's it's actually Zerkov here.
0: Zerkov, Zukov, Zerkov, jerk I mean, they're (laughs) doing all of it.
2: But I didn't know he was uh, in the territory at this time. And yeah, I looked it up. He after Crockett, he went to mid-South, literally probably yep. days later, and that's where he debuted as Boris Zeroff or Zukov or whatever. And yeah, so he turns up here. And then I was looking into his career, and it's interesting, he, he after 1991, there's no results for him. So he was done. He was only 31 or so at the time. He stopped wrestling. I found that interesting. I wonder what he did or where he, what he got into. Um, Who? Who's this? Zukov. When did he quit wrestling? He was only 31. He was quite young. Yeah, yeah. 91. I mean, you
1: can tell because you hear his familiar He hasn't grown out the facial hair. Yeah, he's So he has
2: a, a nice, nice, clean, baby face uh, Russian look going for him. Yeah, he's only um, like 23, 24 at this point. Yeah, he was a youngster. Yeah, you're. Maybe he had to.
0: Maybe he had to retire because his head wouldn't stop growing. (laughs) Because I was looking at him, I'm like, that's Zukov, all right, I could tell, but his head doesn't look as gigantic as it looked in the AWA."
1: Well, you think about it. Is he was never a great worker. Um, He was a solid hand, and when the territory system kind of gobbled up. You know, there really wasn't a place for him. The Russian gimmick kind of became passe, and then there was bigger That's stars true. with that Russian gimmick. So, well, uh, yeah, probably tough for him. Too. Well, he, got
0: uh, a, he got a run in WWF with Volkov. Right. As, yeah. You know, so he, he he made a little money up there, and probably that was the end of it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I think yeah. He, he was
1: just one of those characters where he really couldn't reinvent himself, and, uh, yeah. and his work probably wasn't strong enough. He uh, was never a great promo. Uh, So there's probably, you know, he kind
2: of got the most out of what he could when you really think about it. Uh, Yeah, I'm guessing he probably got a job with benefits. You know, he saw the writing on the wall. It's time to get realistic that eventually you're not going to have any money or you're not going to have a pension when you retire. So he probably went that route. he's,
0: He's a famous hat model. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he did put out that incredible uh, of
1: Greenborough bor- and he was the guy in the final oh, that's right. I mean that's one of my favorite DVD companions of all time uh, how well that's executed so uh, good for him yeah he's yeah. the guy who found the the tape uh, yeah,
2: so right. what do you think of the match? Uh, well okay so Zukov let's just call him Zukov for the sake of you know lack of confusion here um He's part of De- – well, he's kind of part of Devastation Incorporated. He's not – He's trying out. Yeah, he's, he's trying, trying out. out. He has which, to beat Bruiser hum- Brody to get in. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is hilarious
0: because he – Boris, okay, he's not the best. He has to try out. He's better than everyone else in Devastation <laughs> – almost everybody else in I Devastation Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, I think the of them They're
2: there right now, yeah. Yeah, they let the Mongol <laughs> in with no – The okay. Mongols there – yeah, uh, Mr. Ebony gets in with no tryouts. Yeah, I don't know. Or Zukov has to try out. I'm Come not on. sure if Akbar's actually this managing genius that's... On, <laughs> uh, kind of fluked his way into Kamala, too, right? Or That was like kimchi or uh, Friday bringing yeah, him over or whatever. It's Friday. But yeah, it's all Friday's work. Um, yeah, well, Mike Reed <laughs> gets an unusually loud pop. I mean, the fans are so crazy in Dallas. They would never boo babyfaces or, or chant boring like those savages back east. Um, <laughs> they're so forgiving. Um, Reed gets he, Reed gets a loud go my go chant in this match. I know. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, so Mercer has a hell of a time trying to pronounce Zirkov's name. Zuchoff is what he goes with for most of the match. But then by yeah. the end, by the interview afterwards, he's got it down to Zirkov, so But, yeah.
0: It, uh, it, it doesn't last.
2: No, and then it goes back to Zuchov, doesn't it? It just its yeah. just no consistency. Um, yeah, just a squash. Well, Reed actually gets a bit of offense. It's its not a straight squash.
1: Yeah, I mean, the crowd made this match, I and mean, that's what it was, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Uh wasn't anything to it. Before I get to you, Johnny, though, I always, I find the Russian gimmick really fascinating because I think it's, like, honestly, in the 80s, I think you could put it up there as being one of the most important gimmicks in wrestling territories because it meant so much, and it was prominent in so many different uh, territories. Uh, you know, everyone talks about Road Warrior clones all popping up, or Rock and Roll Express clones everywhere. I mean, hell, the Russians were damn important all over the place. Oh, uh, well,
0: it was Reagan's America. It was Reagan's America. Yeah.
1: So of course
0: everyone had to have an evil Russian.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's so heated. Uh, I, like when we're working on working on the Death Valley Driver, which is probably never going to happen. So don't. Uh, one of the things I suggested was we need to do a whole DVD uh, extra set of just Russian promos of Ivan and Nikita and and angles because I, I I was just fascinated by the whole entire uh, the whole Russian uh, gimmick yeah. and. And when you when he really ties, I mean, Ivan was always the alpha dog. You had Nikita was a great, you know, was great in, in his role for for his time. Uh, Nikolai was great. I mean, but then he had so many shitty rushes, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there was a ton of shitty ones. Sold yes. that
2: Eustanov? Anybody? Sold that
0: Eustanov? Uh, Bill uh, Watts had yeah. Bill Watts had a few shitty ones come
1: through. <laughs> yeah. I think the Mongo ended up being one. Uh, eventually renamed well, one. See,
0: and that's what I – mean, it's so funny because I was just watching some stuff, uh, going back and deep diving on some Nikita uh, recently. And one of the things I did was the the, the baby face turn. And that's in the middle of – everyone's got to have an evil Russian. Everyone's got to he- have an evil Russian. I still think that it was revolutionary booking on Dusty's part. Oh, to yeah. say – We're making Nikita a good guy after Magnum's accident, but he's still going to be Russian. He's still going to wear CCCP proudly as a Russian and be the babyface. And granted, it petered out after a while, but that initial turn and them doing that, I remember thinking that was the most original thing I'd ever seen in wrestling. And I still pop for it. When I see that footage, I remember where I was sitting on the couch watching worldwide, and they just showed the footage of Nikita and Dusty coming out and destroying Ole and um, JJ in the cade, Yeah, and there was no commentary on it. It was just, I'm like, what's going on here? And, like, Nikita's call about to jump Dusty Rhodes. Dusty doesn't see him. I'm like, no, oh, oh, no, what the fuck? And watching that place go nuts as Nikita fucking destroys him, and I remember thinking, this is amazing stuff. So, yeah, the Russians in the 80s is a it is. Because it, it's, e- it's easy to, t- to toss it on the, the, the scrap pile of, of jingoistic bullshit yeah. or even the racist bullshit, like with the Asian wrestlers. But with the Russians, it's different. It's not racist, it's jingoistic. And that makes it a, a very interesting snapshot of what's going on in, in society at the time based on who the villains in wrestling were.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And then if you, I, mean, I love how you brought that one up, John. Because I, I always compare the the Magnum injury, obviously it was a, a lot worse. But uh, but when Sting went down with his uh, ruptured patella tendon, and with what they do, they turned relaxed babyface, and it just it, and that just kind of derailed uh, derailed them for years. Yeah. Uh, but here when then they turned Nikita baby, but it, that that kind of was a kind of a shot in the arm. And it was refreshing and um,
0: became the main event of Starcade.
1: Yeah, you know and. But- and, which,
0: yeah, and which, up. yeah, but that's it. Which, surprising to me, I was at that Starcade, not, I wasn't in Atlanta, I was in Greensboro. But I remember being shocked that people were booing Nikita Koloff during that match. I was so behind him as a babyface. But it took a while. People were still like, fuck you, Russian. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: and Flair was still loved by a L- lot. Flair. Yeah. As, yeah. That's it's a cool heel. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So, was it kind of because of Gorbachev being a babyface that that sort of softened things and allowed for Maybe. the environment for Nikita to be a babyface?
0: Maybe I'll just never forget Dusty and him sitting there for that interview segment, and Dusty talking, and he goes, "Take it away, Nikki." He goes, "Oh, thank you, Dusty. I just want to say, I was like, "Oh, I just—he's all calm, and, but he still does the great accent." Is, oh, that's one of my favorite wrestling memories
1: and then uh, yeah I think also the other thing was you started doing enough good deeds and, and you know yeah. really playing up the Magnum TA connection uh, from probably soft I mean you gotta be pretty jaded not to be, be able to get behind I mean that's soap opera one on one when your arch enemy goes down but then you save them type of thing or, yeah. or you're there to support them. I mean yeah I mean you'd have to be a pretty callous fan not to be able to get behind this guy because he's doing but there, but there, things I mean it's it's kind of like the Darth Vader turn and uh, people became fans of him at, 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 by the end of Return of the Jedi on that whole entire thing because of what happened I mean it's, it's just, you, you have to if you if you do it right and stuff
0: yeah, but then but then Nikita, they did the same thing with Nikolai. It had to be—he's not actually Russian. He's Lithuanian. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was in the nineties. Yeah, 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 That was like Nikita Koloff with a flat top was just the worst for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
2: Nikita, Nikita was a cool heel, and uh, oh, big time. Yeah. So that made it, fans wanted to cheer for him, even though he was oh. an evil Russian. But yeah, because oh. he was he was. Was he awesome. was, yeah, he was Dolph. He was, was Ivan yeah, yeah, he was, exactly. He was the well, it's like, Warriors.
0: Well, it's like the story I told a million times about yeah. me and uh, me and Joey right. getting the, the Nikita shirts. There weren't any other merchandise for any other heels that I saw. Maybe Four Horsemen uh, had some. But no other heels had merchandise, but those Nikita Koloff shirts were flying off the shelves in 86. hmm
1: And, yeah, yeah and... Uh... Yeah, exactly, and uh, so that's that's a fascinating thing on that. Got to get back off off that tangent,
2: which but was very very. Interesting. Well, no, oh, we gotta know, out these shows somehow. <laughs> we we right.
0: wanted to talk. We wanted to talk about a a, a great uh, Russian character, not Boris Jerkoff over here. <laughs> you know what he looked like? He, he without his beard and he's so young and his bugged eyes. He looked like Michael Berryman. You know the dude, the actor. He was in the with the big buggy eyes and the bald head. He was in like. Uh, that Wes Craven flick, and he was the principal in the Smoking in the Boys Room video. Oh yeah, yeah. you know that guy. He just looked like Michael Berryman. And it, the match sucked, you know, just a jobber match. But just goddamn it, puts Zerkchov and then Lorenz says Zerkoff, and then he's Zuka off, and he's stumbling over it. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You pick one.
1: Pick one. I know. go with one, and then make it make it make it credible.
0: Just you know? pick one. Oh, <laughs>
1: and, and that leads us into a Scander Akbar promo. What you make of it, John? It
0: was fine. And It's when he says it the correct way, and then uh, Mercer finally says it the correct way because it's almost like Akbar had to tell him how to say it.
1: <laughs> exactly. They had to go to class. Spell cake cat.
2: Um, what'd you make me, uh, Kelly? Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just hyping up the the big Brody. Well, they're gonna, Zukov and Brody are gonna wrestle next week. So, we've got a big match to look forward to, and end the feud with Akbar and Brody's been going on for a while, so, stoking the flames there.
1: Yeah, I want to say Brody and Zukov wrestled quite a bit. Uh, they ran this thing around a lot of places. Uh, uh, Brody was good while working fake Russians. was, like, one of his Best things he did when he's a babyface in, in the states, um, and then this leads us into the match, the main event, the Von Erics versus the Fabulous Freebirds. Uh, we got the uh, network edition, but I'll tell you, um, if you ever watch the original TV, they really the op- the, the opening of this stuff it makes this thing seem so epic, and makes it feel like a main event anywhere, uh, anywhere in the world, like you could be. Um, Especially, especially
0: if that place is Alabama <laughs> at a Klan rally. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but with the, with the you know, with the music, and it makes a big difference. It, I you forget. Like we watched that tag match later, uh, and they're brawling right at the beginning with the music playing. It just was like fucking ridiculous how how much the music really means for this territory. Um, and I want to say. Before I pass it over to Kelly, I thought this was Kevin Von Erich's best promo ever. It's a legendary
0: it, one. It's a yeah, legendary it's
1: one. The greatest thing he ever said is come out of his mouth. Um, but over to you, Kelly. Well, what what do you think of this
2: epic match? Uh, I don't remember. Do you have the number where it finished on the Death Valley Driver, uh, Paul? Uh, I think it was 34, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it's not high on the list. but I mean, it's a, it's a great match too, and very memorable. Um, I should have watched the TV version. I do have it. I forgot that it had the big opening with them coming out with the um, Confederate flag. Is it the Confederate flag or the yeah. Georgian flag? Oh, no. It's, it's, the Confederate you know, it's soldiers. A, it's a whole bunch of jerk Confederate soldiers, yeah. It,
0: you know, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of jerk-off war recreators in their dopey outfits out there right. waving the Yo, of course it's it's Georgia on my mind, but of course it's not uh, uh, it's, uh, not Ray Charles. Really <laughs> no, right? It's really Nelson,
2: Of course. Um, yeah, so I should have watched that because I, I, I I've seen I've probably seen it before, but um, I no, I just went with the Straight Network uh, match. Yeah, it, it's it's great. The famous Kevin promo that's been played tons of times over the years. The line was, "This isn't a war between Texas and Georgia." It's between. It's a war between decency and filth, essentially.
0: Decency and, and filth. Filth. Yeah. It was, I was like, he was like, I just want to say, this isn't a war between Texas and Georgia. I had relatives who died under the Southern flag. Oh boy. Like, it's between decency and filth. Yeah, this gets replayed over and over. It is the best thing Kevin ever did on the microphone.
2: Yeah. 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 That was that was cool because Kevin he, and not a lot of guys would cut pre-match promos. So made it extra special. Not something you'd see at this time. That's because he saw all he 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 saw all the pageantry
0: in the ring with the Confederate (laughs) soldiers and and the flags. He's like, "Hey, I love the stars and bars too." (laughs) (laughs) That's got nothing to do with it.
1: And and and, you know it. And it felt right in the moment for his character. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Well, he was black. Kevin's in black. Look the fuck out. That's right. Stone Cold. Stone Cold.
2: Yeah, this was a a really good match. Uh, The crowd, of course, you don't have to even mention it anymore. Of course, it's nuclear hot from start to finish. Huge Baldy chant at Buddy at the start. Um, The brothers dominated early, and actually they dominated often and pretty much for the whole match. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There's a great spot where Gordy eats a high knee from David. But he makes a blind tag to Hayes, and David doesn't see it. So David's going for the pin on Gordy, and then Hayes uh, nails David from behind. I really like that. Um, Just, you know, all these, they were just um, basically heel hope spots where you thought, okay, finally they're going to get some heat on them. No, Um, it would just be right, you know, quick hot tag. Next brother would come in, kick ass, get a little bit of heat on him, but then he would tag out quickly, more ass kicking on the birds, um, yeah, no, no, the Von Eriks, none of them had, took any heat, really, the whole match. Um, Kevin has a reckless splash where Roberts gets his knees up, and that's 10 minutes in, and this is where I thought, oh, okay, finally we're going to get the, the birds on top, but no. Kevin tagged out quick, House of Fire, <laughs> Kerry Von Erich in. triple drop kick on Hayes. Oh, uh, no, no, Troika. troika yeah, a Troika, drunk, right. Kevin. Troika, he said it. That's Bill's word of the day, Troika. Um, Things broke down at this point. All six men were in the ring. I thought it was going to be a DQ. Uh, You know, Bronco lost total control. But in the chaos, Buddy, with his loaded headgear, headbutts Kerry from behind, and that's the the finish. Kerry gets pinned. It's a title change, and I I was kind of shocked. I don't know. I don't think I'd seen this before because I don't remember – um, I didn't remember the finish at all, that's for sure. Uh, they get the trophy back that was knocked around at ringside at one point. It's going to get broken <laughs> during one of these matches. Um, yeah, so, and that's basically why the brothers dominated the match, because they were going to lose um, you know, to the hometown fans. So you know, you could at least say, oh, wow, the Bon Erics, you know, they should have won. They killed them the whole match, all that stuff. And the feud, the war continues because now the birds have the trophy again. I dropped three and a half stars on this one. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean it was, it was um, not as epic as some of their encounters, but it was still really good.
1: See I I liked it more than you. Uh, but I want to address one things you say about the the brothers kicking their ass, and you know that's just perfect. That's like that's the psychology of of. Winning and losing where you can still lose, but you look good doing it. And that's what the Von Erics right. do. The heels are heels, so they can get their ass kicked and keep their heat by cheating at the very end and getting the win. So mm-hmm. the win helps elevate them. So no one really lost any steam here. It was, it was great booking, and the, especially with yeah. the finish. Uh, yeah. And this is, for me, where I, I I liked it more based on the TV we've been watching off of it. Uh, where it's, it, it does better than just stand alone because they're talking about how the Freebirds birds have been on this losing streak, so that also plays into them getting their asses mm-hmm. kicked, so they, right. they have might, their confidence might be getting shaken up a little bit, so I can actually understand what, also more why the brothers are dominating because the birds are in the middle of a of a losing streak and not mm-hmm. and not you know they're, they're looking for the win and they're they don 't know what 's going on so I, I I buy into it a little bit more um I really like Devon von Eric shine, Kevin running wild. all the birds are just feeding for Kevin. you know then Kerry gets in he gets a nice little shine too uh, he starts working over the shoulder, David in he starts he he can he continues working over the shoulder. so I'm liking the story they're telling here. Um, Kevin's back in. no no, I'm sorry. Uh, then we get a big lit by Roberts that sets up a a little heat on 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 Kevin. And um, I, I thought uh, another thing I thought Kevin was really great. I thought Kevin was great on the apron, working the apron, and I liked how Kevin was like totally wild and out of control, and 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 that his out of controlness really kind of cost him. It makes sense on how he gets gets the heat on him for a little bit, um, and and then, and so I, I dug that. And then his wildness costs him. I love that Carrie uh, getting the hot tag, and then. And it shortly shortly starts to break down, and I just absolutely love that finish. It was such a sneaky finish and a great heel finish um, Mm -hmm. where it doesn't hurt the baby faces. And I actually love the fact they're using a – like, I always hated, like, the Mid-South TV medallion because I thought that was just cheesy as hell. But, like, the trophy here is big, and it looks – epic so i think that and i think it adds a lot to the presentation and i went, i want four store stars on this i i love the story going on um, and i love how the both 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 teams uh, psychology wise i thought they told a hell of a story and uh, we got some brawling we got some storytelling and i and i loved how it played up into the tv angles coming into this, so i thought it hit uh, I, I thought it was a fantastic main event uh, what about you, John? Where are you falling on this, man? Well, before I get onto the Mercer
0: shit, but I love this fucking match. I remember where I was when I saw this before. I, it was on Classic World Class on so some weekday afternoon around like six o'clock at night on U sixty eight out of North Jersey. I was at my grandparents' house. I was living there, and I remember this clearly. If, if not this show, they played this match again on another. A show like they're, they're prone to do, but I remember every bit of this uh, with the entrance and George on my mind and all that. And I love the finish because up until now, Buddy's uh, boxing gear and wigs, by the way, Kevin, not only in black, so's Buddy's wig, which is outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> and yeah. But Buddy's wig, uh, uh, Buddy's loaded um headgear, which has been sort of a comedy side gimmick going on now, is now the reason they've won the belts back, from the, or, the, or the trophy back from the Von Erics and they've incorporated that into the main feud out of the Iceman feud.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And I was like, ah, oh, that's smart booking, because that's been something treated very silly up uh-huh. until now, and now, no, he just got Carrie in the kidney with it, and they got the, the titles back. So, like, oh, I like that. I like that being brought up into the main Von Erichs feud. I think that's really good booking. Um, And I just love the – and again, yes, the Von Erichs are on top the whole goddamn time. That's I mean, A lot of people look back on this with a modern eye, I think, and go, like, wait, you know, like, well, Terry Gordy is one of the greatest guys ever, and all he does down there is bounce around for the Von Erichs. You know, look at the way he bounces around. Nobody else can bounce around like he can. It's amazing. I love watching Terry Gordy sell for the Von Erics. It's 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 artistic. It's over the top and fun and wonderful. I love it, and I love this match. This has been one of my favorites uh, for a long time. And as great as <laughs> as Kevin's promo was to begin, not so much Bill's Bill trying to say the same thing that Kevin did when he says. Uh, As has been stated, uh, it's not between the North and the South or the South and the South, but it's between the free birds, because we're all the South, right? Texas, Georgia, hey, come on, we're the South. Uh, But it's between the free birds and the von Eriks. And, you know, Kevin put it very interestingly earlier. Like, yeah, we all heard it. It was great. Shut the fuck up. You're, You're ruining it as he almost ruined the, the finish because he starts calling the fucking headgear a helmet, which is just going pisses me off. It's a helmet now. And he clearly does the thing where he loads the helmet, he hits him and then he, you know, he shakes it or he does the, you know, the sleight of hand bullshit to make you think he puts something in there. And Mercer's, starts describing the helmet like this. He's like, well, you know, everyone knows it. It's it's just a piece of leather. It's 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 a it's a, just a piece of leather. A piece of leather like a piece of leather could hurt you. He goes, and it's oh it's it is padded, of course. It is padded. I'm like, you're, you're shitting on the fucking you're not even saying that it's loaded. You're saying like, oh it's a padded piece of leather. Boy, that could hurt. Like, oh he's the worst. And David Von Erich gets the award for okay, calm down, dude. Because after they lose and the and the birds are triumphant, David is in the ring. And he goes, no! <laughs> yeah. Like Darth Vader at the end of <laughs> the Revenge of the Sith. No! I'm like, oh, calm down, David. You'll get him back eventually. <laughs> it's not the end of the world.
2: <laughs> it is a damn good trophy, though. It's hard to...
0: No, it's my
2: favorite trophy! It's hard
0: to No! <laughs> but the match itself is one of my favorite things we've watched since we started doing this. I, I have very fond memories of this match and still do.
1: Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, as an episode, I thought this was tremendous television. Uh, mm-hmm. Flew by, great stuff, good promos, good segments, and you know when they have a main event caliber that high, you gotta love it. What about you, John? What's your feelings on that? Well, yeah, I like. <laughs>
0: because it was like okay here's a highlight from something that happened in the past for whatever fucking reason that's fine and then lots of those set pieces and interviews and jobber matches and stuff and then a big hot main event where not everything is a match everything is its own thing you know there's the, again the garvin stuff with bill is outstanding it, it's it's more of a complete television show and i thought it flew by
2: Kelly what about you man yeah i totally agree we'd seen a few kind of you know, lackluster episodes in the previous weeks, and I myself was getting a little concerned that well, things may be getting a little stale. But then, all you need is another Freebirds Von Erichs war to set things straight again. And yeah, this was fun. I I, I think I underrated that match. I'm sorry. Three and a half stars. What was I thinking? <laughs> was but anyway, said, you, know, you don't
1: cower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna, you're
2: to right. backtrack that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm Canadian. I have to you, apologize. You, 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 you buckle a like a
1: wafer. <laughs> you, yeah, that's wrestling. Though, when you think about it, even at the hottest times, you're gonna have some downtime before he gets back up, and that's exactly what we got here, man. I'm on, on the television. Uh, great, great stuff, Kelly.
0: Uh, Kelly, look at Kelly over here. He's buckling like
1: a belt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: Then we head out to this. Well, we head out to Fort Worth, and we get a Buddy Roberts versus Iceman Parsons two out of three falls match. Kelly, take it away, man.
2: Yeah. So this is, I think, a few days earlier, August eighth. I think maybe is the date. And That's what I have, yeah. And the footage quality, of course, it's from Fort Worth, so it's it's not the greatest.
1: Um, and we, yeah, my we, guess would be it's like a McAdams tape version. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, but I mean, hey, we we can't complain because we don't have anything else, and we're getting to see different uh, matchups. matchups Makes me wonder if they have any of this in the uh, vault in the, in the WWE. I don't know. They've never put any out.
1: Um, yeah, I haven't seen Zippo. Yeah, I'm just curious.
2: I guess there's, well, it seems the Texas vault is kind of deep because we're getting all these random matches from the yeah. 70s and the 50s, and you never know. Um, but yeah, Fort Worth yeah. would great. Nothing nothing will surprise me. Let me
1: put it this way, at, yeah. this, point no, at this point in, in my life, uh, with the network. Uh, from yeah. anything any time they went or they put out last battle of Atlanta, all bets were off and yeah. stuff, that, that really is it. I
0: mean, for all for all everyone talking about, ooh, what's the next real holy grail? Or I'm like to me, I think to most people like once you get last battle of Atlanta, that means everything is up for grabs now. and anything's mm-hmm. possible.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're joint in progress. The first fall has just ended, and you know these guys. I've fe- watched, I must have watched a different version then. I. Mine's complete. Okay, well that's why oh, I yeah. asked you earlier on on the chat. If it was. Um, yeah, it's seven on another
1: minute. Yeah, seven minutes, and then you had the first fall. Uh, was on the previous on on the previous disc I gave you on drive. I uh-huh. gave you
2: guys. Okay, see I, I think I only got the one driver or, or missed. Oh Virgin, okay, well then
1: what do you think you guys I should just cover it then? Uh
2: Well I don't know, Johnny you saw the, the seven just, minutes. I just look look
0: I saw the seven minutes and I the only and I just watched it earlier, you know, while I was having my lunch. And my favorite thing, the only thing I was even gonna talk about was the whole Where's Where's Iceman uh, for, for the third fall, you know? And uh, he comes back with a uh, with his own loaded headgear, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's fucking dope, and I love it. He yeah, they milked it really good too, didn't they? Yeah, loved it. And he, he and Hayes comes out and he knocks out Michael Hayes with it. And he's like, "You're gonna get more of that, sucker!" And 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 then there's a count out because but he's tending the Hayes, and the crowd's going apeshit. And that, that's some great fun booking right there. That like, I, I love that sort of shit. You're like, I'm going to get a weapon of my own, dick face.
2: <laughs> I mm-hmm. love it. Very convenient so, uh, that, that there was a headgear in the back. Of course,
0: and, and, and loaded at that. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he you know, he, he broke like, into Buddy's bag, or he keeps his back up on. He keeps a spare. Yeah, maybe. He'll be great. He came in with the wig, too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think that might have taken away from the angle a little bit, but it would funny. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the dicks I sent you, it was this one, the, the final uh, segment was on one disc, and then the first part of the match was on the other uh, disc uh, that I uploaded to you.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, we've That's hyped it throughout the show, so we're talking about it now uh, as it, it. is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I liked what I saw. It was, it was gritty. Um, Iceman was just trying to rip the headgear off most of the time. Mostly just a brawl, two guys who hate each other, and kicks and punches. Pretty much no pretense to act, actual wrestling. And uh, Buddy, this is where we see the loaded headgear really make its debut, and he uses it to win the second fall. And then the third fall is just a just quick haze comes down, interferes. He takes a headbutt. Roberts leaves the ring to tend to haze and is counted out. And um, Iceman cuts a promo at the end. Come back and get some of this, sucker," he says. <laughs> yeah. So this feud is still not over. This was, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Johnny and I didn't see the first fall, but well, that's fine.
1: Yeah, the first fall was really good and ended up most of the time because the match ends up going twenty one minutes. Oh uh, wow! Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it was uh, an
2: epic first fall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so you saw, you saw, yeah. So you saw the first. You see, so you guys saw two and three falls, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the first fall eats up most of the time and it's a really, really good match. Um I end up giving it three and three, four stars. Um we go early on, we see this lovely opening spot where uh Iceman and Roberts are doing like a round and round uh and Roberts bumps to the outside, a nice little spot. Um Roberts using uh uh the the the, the 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 working the back and he's using the headgear gimmick on the back, which I loved. They set up. They get a lot of mileage out of this spot. Eventually, Ice reverses it and gives Robert a taste of his own medicine. I'm I'm always been a mark for a revenge spots. So now you have Ice working over Robert's back. This is a lot of fun, and it really has time to develop. Uh, Robert's then work starts focusing on the leg, and and Robert's has a lot of a lot of tricks in his bag here. And and Ice wants to get at Robert's gimmick and starts working it, but Robert escapes. Ice. Uh, is back uh is, is back and uh, and playing it up uh to the to the crowd and he's like he's teasing taking a taking the gimmick off and just the crowd just going bananas here. Ice uh stops a mud hole onto buddy but and then we get the bud bud and uh and we get this really fun first fall uh, that sets the tone for everything else you guys talked about. And uh I love uh, Roberts trying to call time out in the second fall and I feel like Buddy Roberts, if he got a, a TV title run in, like, Crockett, people would be talking talking about him in the same vein. Um, if he got if he got a lengthy yeah. time, like, Arn or Tully or Steve Regal as like, great television champions, even Jericho to an extent. Um, are guys I always think about as great TV title uh, champions, and I feel... Buddy Roberts had, had had it where he could have done it and been fantastic at it. Um, yeah.
2: Well, for the next episode, I have a big sort of uh, buddy talk planned based on him being underrated as a as a heel star over the years. I'll save it for the next episode. But I totally agree. I right? mean, buddy. Yeah. Buddy was really good as a heel. Oh, he's
0: great. He's the most underrated freebird. I I mean, I, oh, yeah. I I think so because. Everyone knows how great Gordy is. I, I, I think Michael Hayes is underrated as an in-ring worker, but but people still talk about it all the time. Buddy Roberts sort of just flies under the radar. people are like, well, he wasn't a real freebird, right? You know, he was added later. That, yeah. You know, but when you look at him, like so he's the worker. He can work and uh, like. Really go in an old fashioned in that old, like we said that old fashioned Ray Stevens uh, yeah. style. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I, You know, also this match, this match went twenty like twenty one minutes, but they t- they tell a very similar story to what Brody and Roberts did, except they went three minutes. And these guys went twenty-one. So these 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 guys got to do a lot more stuff and 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 take us on a, a longer, more engaging, of course, uh, story. But the storyline was very similar in trying to take the damn mad head of gear off of uh, Roberts, um, the final fall, uh, and then it was just great because you know I have ice with the with the gear on, and and I love uh, the payoff. Uh, the Hayes. Uh, 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 on it for the for the gimmick takes a big. I love the payoff of Hayes taking the big bump uh, for the gimmick, uh, going to the outside and and then uh, Roberts. This is a cheap finish, but it really works because Roberts is out trying to revive his buddy, uh, but it gets counted out. And uh, I thought uh, I thought uh, this I thought I thought the match was fantastic, and they had a great time filling the time and. Ah, just they were doing so many interesting stuff, and Buddy Roberts was doing stuff. I remember watching uh, Buddy Rose work uh, Iceman in Portland uh, b- before he was Iceman. Uh, he was just King Parsons, and they did a lot of similar stuff with the. Uh, they, they weren't doing. He Buddy didn't have the Rose didn't have the headgear gimmick, but they were doing the same back work type of gimmick, and and it worked there and it worked here. This was utterly fantastic stuff. On
0: that note... Um, so, wait a minute. So, wait a minute. So does, does that mean that Fritz Von Erich came up with the Iceman gimmick?
1: It might be. He, like, was what, what?
0: Candyman. Candyman.
2: he was always King Parsons. He was always
0: King Parsons. Maybe he was a Candyman. That's yeah. true. Maybe he was Candyman. It's, it's that whole Vince McMahon. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. What did you used to do? Uh, I, I hauled ice. Ice. I got it. You're the Iceman.
1: He was always King. He was King Parsons and um, uh, Crockett. Uh, in the 80s, when he was teaming... With, I can't remember who he was teaming with. Uh, I've well, been Rufus that. Jones, for all I know. I had no uh,
0: idea. I just assumed he was
1: always Iceman. And he was Tops King Parsons in Portland. Yeah, he was never Iceman.
2: Mm. I think that's his real name, too, if I'm not mistaken. King Parsons. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I I, legit think that is his name. Okay. That's some
0: balls on a parent, you know. What are you going to name him? King. Don't you name the dog King? <laughs>
1: Or maybe he did an Ultimate Warrior and got his name changed.
2: Uh, (laughs) On that note, anything you want to uh, plug, Kelly? Anything you want to say? Well, I mean, it's been a while since we've got together. There's been some changes in the PWO world. Um, You may have noticed we didn't do ads this week because, well, (laughs) the site has kind of gone dark for now.
1: Well, I mean the the that part is I mean it's still there on the main
0: well, site. Well let's just let's just face it everybody because here's the thing. Um the, the main site is down for maintenance right now and it just redirects you to the fucking boards. So we have nothing to really say here. Just <laughs> just stay stay tuned into the PWO feed and wait for more information. We'll have it for you as soon as we get it.
2: Uh, Yeah, of course the message board's still there, but we also have the we still have the podcast, the feeds intact, and of course we have new shows in the last month. We have uh, one show that is no longer with us. Uh, Pete, do you have any? Do you want to eulogize um, this week in wrestling? Or I guess you probably have already.
1: I already have. No need to bring it
2: over here. Great run, though, (laughs) man. Hey, four years, almost every week. I was, hey, I was, I, I was, I was part of it for a little bit before I had to tap the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a. I'm sure it was an endurance test for sure. Uh, awesome work, Pete. It'll be missed for sure. But in in in, in, uh, in your in its place, perhaps we have some new shows. The Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast that's been around now for about a month, all about Pacific Northwest wrestling. And Days of Thunder, about WCW Thunder. I really enjoy that. I think that's that's a cool new show. Um, the host, David, reminds me a little bit of Parv, actually. Oh,
0: that's... That's a terrible or, thing to say.
2: That's that's uh, that's damning evidence, Kelly. That's terrible. <laughs> I, I thought you want
0: wait. I, don't you want the new guys to feel at home before you? <laughs> it's, you want you, you know? want people
2: to listen to them, right?
1: <laughs>
2: oh Jesus! No, the good 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 side of Parv, you know, wrestling podcast. Oh, okay. The, I'm sorry. Wrestling oh, that podcast. Never, we never saw it. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. you you're, you're meaning 2013 Parv. I, I, oh
2: yeah. Wrestling podcast host Parv was the best Parv. We 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 know that. Um and on greetings in Allentown this week, it's a big one. Peter's going over the Memphis TV show that featured the Lawler versus Funk, Terry Funk uh, empty arena match. So that's legendary. This I I can't wait to listen to that. Peter's going to have an awesome take on that show. And so yeah, um we're back and you know Military Industrial Suplex, it's still out there. Yeah, we're, we're doing okay still. Just, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Just, that's, that, that's such a great motto for, for whatever <laughs> business or site. Yeah, PWO, eh, we're doing okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Hey we're, hey, we're the WWE. Ratings are down. Eh. we're doing okay. We have a good day. <laughs> <Okay.
2: laughs> we're we're not going anywhere. We got a good
1: we, we, we got Saudi money.
2: We got Saudi money. We got Fox money. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're, you'll you'll put, out, <laughs> put out crap, but we're never going to go away,
1: basically.
2: <laughs> that's what we're saying here. Anyway, so that's get all Get used got. to it. Yeah. Johnny, anything you want to
0: plug? Uh, just real quick, um, I want to plug two things that are related. Number one... Uh, Everyone knows what a big comic book geek uh, I am, and and we are, and even to the TV shows. I finished the third season of Riverdale. If anyone is still thinking that you're on the fence about watching Riverdale, fucking watch Riverdale. It's the most bonkers show on television, thoroughly entertaining, and it introduced me to my other plug for their musical episode – They did selections from um, Heather's The Musical, which I didn't even know was a thing, that there was a musical based on the movie Heather's. I went and I loved the music. I listened to the soundtrack. I'm in love with it. So go out there and watch Riverdale and check out Heather's The Musical.
1: See, I actually tapped out this year on
0: Riverdale. Oh, see Uh, – that's just it. It, it. Riverdale gets you, it did last season too, it gets you to a midway point where they deviate from the main mystery to do other stuff, and it kind of loses you. I did that to me, and then it came on Netflix, I watched it, and when it picks up back into the main story, it picks up in a big, crazy way.
1: <laughs> it, All right, maybe I'll come back and revisit Yeah, I tapped out like, on episode seven or eight or something. Oh, yeah, you know oh, it. G- oh, by the way, Gina Gershon. Oh, season of season three. I mean, I watched first two seasons.
0: Oh, Gina Gershon as Jughead's mom.
2: Yeah, I, I
1: got up there to that part. I was there uh, for that part, so I might have seen more episodes. Uh, yeah, she was great, uh, but I know she comes back later on. I only saw her in the like, two-episode arc when I uh, watched.
0: She takes over the drug trade of Riverdale, dude.
1: As I said, I, th- I thought I was, might watch it.
0: Oh, it's Thanks. a minor plot point. It's a minor plot point. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks,
1: John. <laughs> <laughs> and spoiler alert to all the other people who are going to think, oh, oh, really? John might, be, have might have something going. Let's go watch it. I
0: couldn't really. There's a mean giant secret, and I'm never going to reveal any of that stuff. And there's the so Tony much. Dark guys at the end of Endgame. Oh, yeah. Well, if I had said that a month ago, I'd be a douchebag. This shit's <laughs> yeah. been out for a while. It's like, believe you me. <laughs> just watch them and listen to that soundtrack. It's great.
1: And follow me on Twitter at Titans O Wrestling. Have a great week, folks, and we'll see you later. My heartaches and
0: troubles are just up and gone.
1: The moment that you come in hand in
0: mine dear I could dance on and on and I could waltz across Texas with you waltz across Texas with you in my arms waltz across Texas with you like a story ending. I'm lost in your charms and I could waltz across Texas with you.